Welcome, everybody, to the Collar and Elbow Wrestling Podcast. We are back once again to discuss WrestleMania. This is part two of our WrestleMania series, four-part series, actually. And today, today, we're diving in to WrestleMania's 10 through 19. So a little bit of that uh, new age, uh, new generation, it was called. They like to call themselves. Uh, And through... The majority, if not all, of the Attitude Era bubs. I am Kenny Oak. Joined with me, as always, by my tag team partner, the guy I would always want to have my back, Chris Harris. Chris, how are you doing today? Bubs, I'm excited as always. I'm glad we're back in this. You know, we had a little delay, as we uh, seem to constantly have in recording. Always, there's always something. It's always fucking something. But we're gonna we're we're back. We're into this one. Uh, we're we're stepping out of the the Hogan era finally. Thank God, actually. Thank God, Jesus Christ. And we're gonna move into some Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart talk, and then into deep Attitude oh. Era stuff. Where where we're gonna we'll we'll actually mark out a little bit because that's what I do. Yeah, there was some there was some really good stuff here yeah. in this uh, ten through ten through nineteen. Uh, really, I don't get into it until about fourteen. Yeah, there's there's some there's minor things until we get to fourteen. Fourteen has a significant event, obviously, and then uh, it's, we skip a little bit, but uh, it really picks up. Obviously, seventeen is amazing. We'll talk about the highlights yes. of eighteen and nineteen. Good stuff there at the end. But uh, in general, this will be uh, we'll be a little more excited to talk about this rain range of uh, WrestleMania yeah. than we did before. A little more excited, but still, it was still quite the the drudge for me to get through. Though that the first half. Of, of these so from like 10 through 10 through 13 and even a good portion of 14 was just uh i i didn't like it it was hard for me to get through it was hard for me to make notes you know get up watch it you know that kind of stuff but i powered through buffs because i knew i knew what was coming next and that was the rock versus austin era right and we're going to be pretty excited to talk about that and a lot of this a lot of our dismay for doing a lot of this research, basically, is because this was still during a time when we weren't, you know, we were so young, you and I. We didn't, we weren't, oh, yeah. we weren't into the product at this point because we were just literally too young to know what the hell was going on or really care. But uh, obviously, us being legitimate Attitude Era kids, we start carrying around 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, right. and we really love it. So um, it'll be good stuff. And as clearly as everyone knows, I am a Shawn Michaels guy, yeah. and 10 is where he really starts to uh, shine, take over, uh, become the guy through WrestleMania 14, where you know he had his last match before you know his you know he left for about four years with his back injury and came back at where we're bookending WrestleMania 19. So pretty. Pretty, uh, not using the term bookend to talk about Booker T and his match at WrestleMania 19, which we will get uh, to. We'll talk about that. Lots of, lots of talk about there. But uh, yeah, how about we go ahead and uh, go ahead and dive into this because you know it, it's about 100, 112 out here, 112 oh. degrees here in Afghanistan, and I don't want to uh, be sitting out here for too long. Okay, so uh, we'll jump right into it. So uh, we're going to start off WrestleMania 10. We're back where we started, Madison Square Garden, Bubs, New York City. Yes. How do you feel about it? 1994. The 10th anniversary of WrestleMania. And one thing you can always kind of count on with the WWE is that uh, a WrestleMania that ends in a 10 or a 5 is going to be great. Right? Can, can we agree on that? We can, we can mostly agree about that. You okay. don't like WrestleMania 15. I don't think that much to call it great. 
but uh, some great stuff happened there for sure. Yes, it did. It did. Uh, however, now with WrestleMania 10, it had some really great matches. Uh, by really great, I mean there were two really great matches. Yeah. And then the rest were kind of just there. So yeah, there there were two really great matches. One of them involving, actually, both of them involving two of my favorite guys from this era, uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Uh, and only really only one of Bret Hart's matches. I wasn't really a big fan of that uh, main event, but his match with Owen Hart, I thought was absolutely spectacular and perfectly paced, and just it, it was. I, all in all, it was a great match. It really was. A lot of good back and forth, great technical stuff. These guys obviously knew each other in and out, so this was going to be this one's going to look good in the ring no matter how they wanted it to go. And it went really long. It was, I'm sure, the longest card on the, uh, match on the card. It was a 20-minute match. so It was. So really good. Um, I, watching it, re-watching it, and watching some of the lead-up to it, um, I didn't expect Owen Hart to get the win. I obviously knew that he won because I, I mean, and this has been done for years. But I mean, yeah. to, to have Owen go over Brett at a WrestleMania was a substantial win for Owen Hart and maybe his biggest win of his career. I love Jim Cornette. Let's just put that out there right now. Big <laughs> fan of his nonsense. Great manager, obviously. Tennis so, racket. So that racket's really annoying. This was a heavy manager-centric time here, Bubs. So it, it, it was, and he was one of the main – him and Mr. Fuji are really the two – The Fuji, yeah. Like, yeah, are the two main managers around this time. Uh, shit, Cornette managed all kinds of people. Big, big Van Vader, mm. uh, the uh, Heavenly Bodies. Yuck. Uh, yeah, that was a great match. Mm. That 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 okay. Uh, he he also managed you know Yokozuna with Mr. Fuji. Uh, he he there was a lot of Jim Cornette going on in the uh, early to mid nineties. And I liked it. I liked looking back at him, and he's just super obnoxious. So great guy to have as your heel, honestly. So I'm gonna go ahead and do a quick rundown of the matches for that night, if if you don't mind. Mm. So, as I alluded to, we had the Heavenly Bodies against the Bushwhackers. Don't care. No. Uh, Owen Hart beat Bret Hart. Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Vachon in a Ugh. mixed tag match, which didn't care. A lot. This time period had a lot of just terrible filler matches. No, no good. No, not a lot of stuff I liked. And we'll get into this one a little later. The uh, Randy Savage crush. I didn't really like it. All that much? No, it didn't. It was a weird ending too. I didn't like the ending, but I mean, anything for Savage to win, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Alundra, Bro- Alundra Blaze, of course, retained her women's championship. She was amazing. Leilani Kai, though, back in here, I think she was in like WrestleMania yeah. one or two or something way back. So here she is again. Trash match, but that's just a yeah, point. Yeah, getting squashed. Yeah. By Blaze. Men on a mission. Uh, I, I know one of those guys <laughs> turned into something at Big least, Mabel. right? Big God, and Big then money. Oscar. Oh, man, his oh, his musical talents, Bubs. You can't understate that enough. Oh, that's an opinion, I guess. But uh, could, you, you'd <laughs> want to talk about Johnny Polo here. Ooh, yes, I was <laughs> – I I marked out for this one. Uh, you know because I shot you like 30 texts <clears throat> about it right after. Hated it. Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't. Hated you loved it. it. No, it was great. You love everything I send you. 
Ugh, Everything. Okay. Anyway, Johnny Polo is there. Uh, if you don't know, Johnny Polo uh, becomes the 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 wrestler formerly known as Raven. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. So he he really turned his career around here. Thank God. Yeah, but he was with the Quebecers. He was their manager, and that was a match, Bubs. Yeah, no good. You can skip that one. You can even actually skip the next one, Yokozuna versus Luger. Huh? Ooh, that was really bad. Mr. Perfect in there. He DQs Luger. I didn't like the whole thing. You knew Luger wasn't going to win, but no, give, me something, give me something legit. Make a, If it's going to be a DQ, make it something legitimate, but trash altogether. Uh, really, most things at WrestleMania involving Lex Luger, I am down on. Yes, I dislike most of those things. Yeah. Uh, really, most things with Lex Luger, I, I try to give him you know, a chance. I watch his matches with, a, <clears throat> with an open mind, uh, hoping that it, it turns out better than what you know, I remember mm. him being. But unlike what I... You know, seen with the Ultimate Warrior, uh, I've gone back and watched some Ultimate Warrior matches and gone, "Huh, yeah, well, that was that was pretty good." Yeah, it wasn't trash. Yeah, yeah, decent stuff. But but with Lex Luger, I find myself skip like I skipped like through about three fourths of this match. Yep. Because I just wanted it over. There's nothing good. I mean, you have to have a guy who can play off of a guy like Yokozuna, and I don't think Luger can do that to give you an entertaining match at all. No. Uh, after that, Earthquake defeated Adam Bomb. Mm. Okay, big whoop. Thirty-five squash. seconds. Yeah, squash, squash match. Bubs. Yes. We get into yes. the legitimate match of the year for 1994, the one that yes. held this card together, which was really the the saving grace of this WrestleMania, right, which is still considered in the conversation and arguably is the greatest ladder match of all time. Maybe the greatest intercontinental match of all time. We got Razor Ramon beating Shawn Michaels here, Bubs. I love this match. I really do. Uh, it, everything about this match just worked. Uh, the stuff that was done with the ladder, uh, this was new to WWE yes, television. Still a new concept. They, had, they had been doing it on, you know, house shows, you know, stuff like that. But this was the first time it was on WWE WWF, whatever, television. And the things that they did was it, it, it worked. Everything worked. Yeah. It was basically Somehow. Shawn Michaels having a match with a ladder and Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. Like everything, like Shawn. Yeah, it, it was definitely a triple threat match. And just really, Shawn, he, he dominated a good portion of it, which at this time, heels always dominated. Uh, for most of the match, and the babyface comes comes alive at the end. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, all I can say is that it worked. Everything about it just worked. And it's probably Razor Ramon's most significant win of his career. He he had several very good matches, but this one, this was to have a five star match of the year, and you're winning at beating you know arguably the greatest in ring performer of all time. It's great for Razor Ramon to get that win, and I liked it. Yeah, Razor Ramon, he's he's a fantastic performer. Loved the guy. Loved him when he was around. Uh, so th- this was definitely a really good win for him. And they continue feuding for the IC title for a little bit after this also. Yeah. Now we get to the uh, main event, which was, you know, Bret Hart coming off the loss of to Owen Hart, uh, going up against Yokozuna, who had just won by disqualification against uh, Lex Luger. 
in you know singles match for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, and it was a, it was an obvious change. You want a guy like Bret Hart, and obviously you want a guy like Shawn Michaels on that level as well. Because without the mega star power that you get with Hogan and even Savage, because Savage leaves shortly after this, yeah, yes. the the whole era changes to where it's not so much on your gimmick and what you can excite the crowd. It's how you can excite the crowd in the ring and be perfect in the ring and. That's really what Bret Hart was. So it was a good move for him. It's good he, he gets the win here. He does defeat Yokozuna for the title. A change of, of the fan, a change of the style, a change of even how socially how things were changing through the 90s. And it was much more a Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart type of era, which is why this worked out well for them. And they were able to carry the company for those few years when there was really a lack of talent. And I completely agree with you. This next WrestleMania really delves into the lack of talent that WWE had at this time. And, and the, the they had some of the best performers, a part of their company, and a part of this WrestleMania. However, they were put in matches with really terrible talent. This is the WrestleMania uh, I absolutely hate the most. I told you this. When, when I don't hate this episode, one the most. I don't hate it the most. I think you hate nine the most, right? Yes, that okay. one is terrible. That one is second to mine. This one is just <laughs> just atrocious from the booking of a football player, even though he was good in the ring. But um, to, to, yeah, that, was to that idea, to Diesel in general, Kevin Nash, um, seven matches on the card. It was yeah. short. So I, I don't yeah, like Diesel this one at all. He was champ for almost a whole year by this point. Yeah, I, I have nothing good to say about this one. There's nothing on here that is good for me. I don't like seeing Razor Ramon in the ring with Jeff Jarrett. You know, I don't like The Undertaker yeah. versus King Kong Bundy. Yeah, so we had, uh, starting the show, we had the Allied Powers, which were Lex Luger and British Bulldog. Uh, another Lex Luger here uh, against the Blue Brothers. <laughs> Jacob and Eli with Uncle Ze- Zebekiah. <laughs> Love him. Okay. Love him. Terrible match. No, yeah, absolutely a terrible match. But Uncle Zebekiah, come on now. Right. Uh, now we have Razor Ramon, like you talked about earlier, with the one, two, three kid in his corner, mm-hmm. going up against Jeff Jarrett with the, the roadie. The roadie. Oh, early road dog time here with yeah. Jeff Jarrett. I hated the Jeff Jarrett character at this point. He developed it a little better in the years that came. But uh, yeah, you, you hate Jeff Jarrett. Con- oh, I can't stand the guy. Uh, I, love him I don't so think much. he has a good look. I don't think he was all that good on the mic. I didn't think he was all that good in the ring. So yeah, that's just that's my take on it. Razor Ramon gets the win by disqualification, so Jeff Jarrett kept the title here. My response is that Jeff Jarrett is a multi-time world champion. So there's oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Well, now well, we're talking I'll just, I'll about just leave inferior product. Your product. I'll just leave that there. The Undertaker gets nope. another win here at WrestleMania. Nothing good in this match. Uh, wow. King, King Kong, Kong Bundy. Yeah, he is. You don't want to see the guy in the ring too much. Another, another flop of a match for the Undertaker streak that was kind of irrelevant. He and, really did not get a good WrestleMania match for a while. It took a. I like the Kane match at WrestleMania 14. I like that one. It was okay. But uh, aside we'll from get to that, that, yeah. We get two really good technical wrestlers here. We get Bret Hart <laughs> against Bob Backlund, but Backlund I guess we not call a star. Backlund at this time, a good technical wrestler. Well, he was, he was uh, a great he was... athlete, but he had nothing to no, no star power, very limited charisma. But he never really had any kind of character no. or charisma for that matter. 
<clears throat> Man, but he did hold that title. That that was a lack of talent at the time, I think, that gave him the title. And um, then we get into even more lack of talent with Diesel holding it. But uh, which yeah. moves us to the next match. If you want to just skip over the I Quit match, Bret Hart wins. I, I do. Yeah, he he won it. It wasn't that good of a match. Once again, Roddy Piper was the special guest referee. Back to back years for a Bret Hart match. So uh, then we get we get some star power like added Roddy here. Piper. I like Riley Piper's next WrestleMania, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But, yeah, we have Diesel, who's the champion, coming in, going up against uh, – with – he had Pamela Anderson in his corner. And you wouldn't know that by uh, watching. You know, they never mention that at all during okay. this telecast. So yeah. they – big use of star power and, with her and Pam, Pam Anderson and Jenny McCarthy. Oh, and Psycho and Sid. That's right. Sid's at ringside, Psycho too. So you had Psycho Sid and Jenny McCarthy with Shawn Michaels. Uh, and this was for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. It was it was a long match. It was a very long uh, match, and it wasn't the main event either, which pisses me off. But well, I think he was forced into the position maybe before he was ready. But Vince... Oh, he was definitely not ready for this. Yeah. And it shows with his performances and his drawing power, which just was non-existent at the time. Which Vince, is why this isn't the main event. Well, I, we don't get necessarily a better match after this, but uh, we can move on to that one so we can get off WrestleMania 11 because I hate yeah. this WrestleMania. But uh, Diesel All right, beat next Shawn one Michaels. We have, yeah. So now we have Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, yeah, so the, a football team versus a wrestling team. Bam Bam had his backup with uh, Tatanka was there. I remember him and DiBiase and, and a bunch of others. Tatanka. but. King Kong Bundy, Ted DiBiase, uh, IRS, Kerwin R. Scheister, Nikolai Volkov, and Kama. So good stuff there. Lawrence Taylor performed well in the ring for a guy who's not a wrestler. Obviously a great athlete because he's one of the best linebackers of all time to play football. And Bam Bam went ahead and took the loss here against a guy like this. But, I mean, this is an attempt by Vince, you know, to bring in some outside viewers to use some high-profile names on this list. Like you said, Lawrence Taylor. You said Ken Norton. You said Reggie White. Those are all recognizable names. Yes. So uh, Some of the best football players of all time were a part of this match. That was the play by Vince to bring in some extra draw power, put him on the main event, and have Lawrence Taylor go over Bam Bam Bigelow. Good for Bam Bam. He got a a WrestleMania main event. He's he's a good performer. I've always liked him, but not at the top of the card level. But altogether, I didn't like it. I didn't like watching the match, you know, because I was pissed off at this point that this was the main event. But serviceable enough because Taylor doesn't, you know, he doesn't flop. No, he doesn't. He really didn't disappoint. And this entire show was predicated on the star power, like we've said. Pamela Anderson, Jenny McCarthy. Uh, half the show was built around them, and then the other half was built around these football players trying to find these wrestlers that were calling them out. Okay, so I'm going to just move on to number 12 here. 12, 12, right. has some, 12 has some really great stuff in it. The, the event itself, maybe not together, but I mean, um, a long card because of the Iron Man match, which is the main event, which we'll talk about. Yes. Pretty good opening match, I guess, in general, with some good individual talents at least. Uh, this is the parking lot brawl. I like this one. I like Gold Dust in this. I like Piper. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Piper did really good in this one. Like he really uh, sold sold the anger that he had for Gold Dust. Gold yeah. Dust really sold the uh, brutality of this match. Uh, it encompassed a couple couple different matches. 
was that a Cadillac, some type of car? I don't remember the exact yeah, car. Yeah, but I, was, but uh, I think they at the end don't they make it to the ring and then I, Piper? I think they do get in the ring at the end. Yeah. Piper wins. He does. He definitely but, uh, does. And then aside from that, the middle's kind of full of some nonsense. There's some short. Uh, there's a squash in there of Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Um, yeah. Triple A's then, getting buried. Who would yeah, have? Big, big Barry. Undertaker gets another victory here. Match was was not too bad. This is one of of, of seven footers going one on one with each other. This is a better match in that aspect. And then you get you know the second greatest Iron Man match of all time uh, here at WrestleMania with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. And the, and this is a match that I've gone to uh, many times and watched many times over. Uh, I'm just a huge fan of both of these guys. They put on an absolute clinic, but watching it for this episode, I have to say that it's like, you know, it's, it's about, it's a 60 minute Iron Man match with like five minutes of extra time added in 50 minutes of that are headlocks and arm bars. It was interesting. It's interesting to read that when, um, even Meltzer back in the day, he said that the, the first half or three quarters of the match was still a four-star match, but the last 15 minutes of it was five-star quality, which it absolutely was to include the overtime period that this went into. Really yeah, that super kick, at the, super kick at the end was was just... I, I like how it all came about. Uh, the match started with Shawn Michaels. Of course, this was his big grand entrance. And at this point, you had to know he was going to win. Uh, yeah, he amazing comes, entrance. Yeah, he, he comes down from the Raptors. Vince is going absolutely bananas as he always did on commentary. And that's something we haven't really discussed is, is the Vince McMahon commentary. Yeah. Yeah. I actually hated uh, him on commentary. I thought he was ooh, atrocious. Really? Yeah. I liked him. I, I think him. Him, him and the King had a very good dynamic, uh, when those two shared the announce table. I mean, I, I didn't appreciate it. I loved, I loved King back in those days too. He, he was great, but, uh, no, he was so not, good. not a big McMahon fan at all. That's really, that's interesting though. He is in a lot of these, but, um, that, that's interesting because I really liked McMahon. I thought he – because he's the one who's booking all this. So he knows all the right things to say. He does, but everything he does, he oversells to a point where it's way of too course. noticeable. You're right. I know that I like King and JR better than yes. Vince Absolutely. and King. But um, altogether, yeah, the only thing I really have of relevance on this, this WrestleMania is that match itself. It's a 60-minute Iron Man match. Well, I mean, you have to think you have Stone Cold Steve Austin's first WrestleMania match. He does against Savio Vega. Vega. So that's the match. And it, this good. was when he was the ringmaster, so he was using the Million Dollar Dream back then. Yeah, DiBiase by his side. Yeah, uh, I thought the Undertaker Diesel match was uh, a lot better than what you would expect out of two, you know, guys of this size going up against each other. Yeah, and I think it was one of Diesel's better matches of his career this match is not trash for actually as long as it went it's not it's not too bad it's actually watchable one it's a good win for the undertaker it's a big ass tombstone to tombstone a six foot eleven guy or however tall Nash is that's that's an amazing thing so the middle is it's decent at best i do like the gold dust stuff the vega austin match isn't very good and you you can't tell me you like triple h versus no i I hated that because i never liked the warrior and then uh, that is the best no sell in a live main event pay per view <laughs> ever. Yes. Triple H hits the pedigree on Warrior. Like pretty early on. Like and, 12 seconds in. Yeah, and Warrior does nothing but stand right back up and it's off from there. We get some good press action. We get the splash and it's game over. All right. I think we can go ahead and skip to 13. We can. Good stuff in 13, okay. though. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 13 starts off with uh, Billy Gunn beating Flash Funk. Uh, okay, with Funk yeah. at Tracy and Funk at Nadine. No. Uh, precursor to the uh, Funkasaurus. Right. Uh, then you got you got the head headbangers beating uh, the new Blackjacks. Blackjack Bradshaw. Yeah, does that good. sound familiar? Yeah, it does sound familiar. I like it. Yeah, it, it was a it was a four way elimination match to determine the number one contenders. It wasn't even for no. tag team title. The tag team titles, I don't even think. Uh, yeah, they were they were yeah, defended. Yeah, Hart and the Bulldog put them on. Yeah. So this match was to determine who was going to face them at, I think, in your house a month later. Probably. Yeah. So that, eh, it wasn't that great, but uh, it was serviceable. Then, now, I think this is of note, just like I brought up Stone Cold Steve Lawson the year before had his first WrestleMania match. Rocky Maivia, the Intercontinental Champion, going up against the Sultan. Yeah. This one is, you know, they really push the whole babyface thing with with Maya Villa. He gets beat up by Backlund, Sheik, and Sultan. Yeah. And then here comes Rocky Johnson. That's right. Good move. Make the save. Yeah. But I also feel like the crowd didn't know who Rocky Johnson was. There was no. He did not pop at all. They were just like. There was no like excitement. Who's this mustache dude coming in the ring? But, uh, I mean, it was okay. I, I think it's significant, though. I think this match and Triple H's match, which is after this, him beating Goldust, them yes. getting singles victories at WrestleMania here, Rock for the Intercontinental title, and Triple H beating beating Goldust in one-on-one, I think those are very significant startups because when you see matches like this, and even if you go back a few years before this and you see Shawn Michaels' first singles action, it's amazing to see the transformation that guys do from this early singles work mid-card level to being, you know, Hall of Fame-level top-card guys. Yeah, and I like watching these uh, matches because you see some of the uh, signature moves that they still use today, mm-hmm. like uh, Triple H's uh, knee that he does, his yeah. jumping knee. The Harley Race. Uh, one of my, yeah. yeah, one of my favorites that he does. Uh, so that that was pretty interesting. And I like at the end of this one, you know, Marlena gets you know bear hugged by China <laughs> uh, into huge. oblivion. <laughs> yeah, and so Goldust carries her out. You know, kind of, kind of good face moment for Goldust there at the end. Then you have tag team championship match: Owen Hart, Bulldog versus Mankind Invader. Really, nothing of significance to talk about. It was a long match. It was long for nothing to happen. Yeah. Yeah, for to to end in a double countout. Like I, I hate, and this was something that happened a lot in the uh, older WrestleManias, where you see a lot of countouts, a lot of. Uh, you know disqualifications no real uh solutions to these rivalries yeah and, and i didn't like that i, I want a, a definitive at wrestlemania which is uh your season finale so to speak uh you know you need to have some kind of conclusion here yeah, give me some and to, yeah and to have this end in a double count out was it wasn't a good match either bulldog just did not look like he was all there for that one yeah, and Vader and Mankind, weird tag team, and they're both uh, unique styles in the ring. So it, it didn't mesh yeah. very well, and it was really long. But thank God we got the next match. T- tell is, us about uh, it. This one held the card together, if you didn't like anything else. There's a lot of individual talent on this card in general. The matches don't necessarily all click, and you're all about them. But this one you are. This is the double face, or the, excuse me, the double turn from face to heel for both Stone Cold and Bret Hart. And... I mean, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't a perfect match by no. any means, but 
everything that happened looked like it happened for a reason. Bret Hart was so good. He didn't carry Austin. Austin didn't need carried at this point. And they put on one of the best matches with one of the better endings ever, which really, in some people's mind, kind of starts the Attitude Era. This combined with Austin's King of the Rings speech. So it all it all came together. This is the reason to go back and watch WrestleMania 13 to hear Ken Shamrock ask Austin if he gives up and to see Austin <laughs> just passed yes. out due to blood loss. And, and Ken Shamrock, I thought, did a pretty serviceable job as a guest special guest referee. This was his first foray into uh, wrestling, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I thought he did pretty good, which set up you know a run for him in the WWF later on. Yeah, a bit of an underrated guy. We both like him. He's, he's got a good look. Had a, I loved his character. And you know, obviously a great, a great <laughs> he was insane. wrestler too. Absolutely insane. But yeah, um, He still the, is. He still is. He is. He, he's crazy. Go back and watch this match. This is a great match for both of them. The blood, the, it was Bret Hart's idea to get that thing going in that direction. There's some good back, you know, if you read or you watch a lot of documentaries about this match, you'll hear both Hart and Austin talking about it. It's a really good moment. It's a really good no, really good moment in wrestling history, basically. And then this match is serviceable as well. And for both of them, it's it's one of their favorite matches of their own of all time. And you really see that the, the, the care and the crafting that they put into it. Like you said, everything meant something. Everything had, uh, had bite to it. But that, this wasn't supposed to be Bret Hart's match at this WrestleMania. Uh, if you remember, it was supposed to be he was supposed to get his win back from Shawn Michaels. He was, uh, but unfortunately, Shawn Michaels was uh, injured, injured his knee. He lost a smile also, so yeah, that's a huge that, injury. Remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah. You lose your smile, you're you're done. You know what's the point anymore? I think Brett would take this this the way this match ended, and the way it set up the Attitude Era. I think Brett would take that one as a success either way, even though he didn't get the title back. In this in this instance, it's still a very good situation. I mean, he ended up winning the title later on uh, in the year, uh, not too long after this, actually against the Undertaker. Yep. Uh, who in the main event? I'm just going to go ahead and skip over the Legion of Doom versus uh, the Nation of the Domination. Nation. Yeah, there's nothing good there. That's fine. Yeah. No. So the main event was another match between you know these huge guys, and it was the Undertaker versus Psycho Sid in a no disqualification match. A lot of Bret Hart in this There's some good Bret Hart, match. yeah. Heel Bret Hart, yeah. Yeah, he came out and bitched out HBK, started yelling at Psycho Sid and Undertaker and got, you know, chokeslam for, I think, did Psycho chokeslam him? No, powerbomb. He got powerbomb. powerbombed him, I think. Yeah. The key point from this is that Psycho Sid, Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, uh, was a champion going main into event. WrestleMania. He held this the was world. the second time he main evented WrestleMania. And he gets the Undertaker here. This match is not good. I don't like Sid Vicious. The Undertaker See, needs an, a, an opposing type of style for him to look good in the ring because the Undertaker is by no means the best worker at all. So, well, not at this time. And, th- and there's something I want to bring up here, uh, and it's it's something that I wrote down and kind of logged as I was watching this. Is that, in my opinion, it wasn't a bad match. Hmm. Uh, I thought Psycho Sid did a really good job. Uh, the the only thing that bothered me with uh, Psycho Sid is that when he sells, he he makes no facial expressions. He has no face, yeah. The, the, the facial expressions are about half, if not three-fourths, of the storytelling process. And he would get hit and slammed and kicked and 
all this stuff, and his face, facial expressions never changed. All in all, I thought he did a good job physically, but it's just I couldn't get drawn in. I couldn't feel like he was actually you know, hurting or in danger just because he had this like distant stare in his face. And that's the one thing that bothered me during this match, which I thought was, was better than what some people think. Okay, and it went about the appropriate amount of time for a championship match, you know, and there was some distractions. Like we said, there was HBK, he was around, there was there was Bret Hart. And uh, the thing that I remember when I watched this was, and then I found out that it was actually the first time it ever happened, was that this was the first time The Undertaker ever got tombstoned by somebody else. When Sid Vicious, Interesting. Sid Vicious Interesting. tombstoned him. So, of course, it, take, it takes a guy, you know, six foot nine or six foot ten to actually do the tombstone on The yeah. Undertaker. And, Which we know, then see guys like Kane do, yeah. you know, later on. But and this Triple, laid the crowd. Triple H work. was able to pull it off as well. But this was, I mean, early stages of this being yeah. a ridiculous finisher. So um, all in all, you know, I, the card was held together by I think Bret Hart and Stone Cold. Yeah, uh, that's really all. Other I got than for that, this it one. was meh to me. Yeah. Next up, we got WrestleMania 14. This is where you know this is where a huge shift happens. This is kind of where the Attitude Era takes off. It's it already, it already taken off at this point because you had uh, the Montreal screw job is where I think the Attitude Era really took off. And that's fair to say. DX, this... You had DX doing its thing uh, before that, but I think that that moment and then the creation of the Mr. McMahon character yeah. is what really kicked off the Attitude Era. And that's fair to say. This was a, a definitely a, a major moment within that Attitude Era. I think, though, when, when you get a changing of the guard from a Stone Cold or two of Stone Cold from a Shawn Michaels. And I mean, altogether, I kind of like this card. After rewatching it again, I realized that LOD was fucking huge. The people loved oh, LOD. Oh, they, they popped they, they, so They came hard. back as LOD 2000 with Sonny, Big Pop, and, and the, crowd, the crowd loved them. And what happened to Sonny? Yeah, uh, that's too bad. She, yeah. Because she looked phenomenal back mm. then. And even more important than that, the second match on this card which is Takamichi Noku versus yes. Aguila for the light heavyweight championship. This it A 19-year-old Aguila. This should have been a longer match. It was about six minutes, and I was soaked yeah. into this thing, Bubs. Oof. That move that Michinoku pulled when he jumped mm-hmm. onto the turnbuckle and then jumped out of the ring got got me. I popped for sure. For this, gave, this gave people a taste because, I mean, there's at this point, there's still um, not as much... Um, you know, trading of talent and different people coming in and different styles being shown to a mainstream audience like WWF. So when you get guys like Taka and Aguila who do, you know, lucha type stuff and are jumping around ridiculously like Taka does, it gives people a different fresh perspective and the crowd ate it up, man. And it was Yeah, great. The, the crowd was definitely into it. Uh, not as much as you would like. It right. seemed kind of dead because I'm pretty sure the whole LOD thing really took it out of them and they had to recover exactly from that yeah and i think had, had this style and this type of match work been shown at this level a little bit before the crowd would have you know kind of maybe respected it a little bit more or maybe been looking forward to it but they still got a, they still got some good crowd reaction and a good win for taka i love takamichinoku so it was a good match there and then we had triple h versus own heart which i didn't really like this match mm-hmm. that much i don't know about uh, you i wasn't, I wasn't a big fan one. of it i wasn't yeah. into this one i was into 
uh, Mark Merrill versus Goldust after this. Really? Um, you think I so? I would. I like. I mean, uh. they seem to work well in the ring together. And I didn't like the, anything with this. Sable was more for ring. Sable, though. No. This, this match it. was just to get Sable over. It was. It was a Sable moment. But I mean, when when Goldust and Merrill are working in the ring together, I just. I don't know, I liked how they, how they kind of, they seemed like they had some good chemistry going, so I didn't like Triple H versus Owen, though, at all. I'm completely on board with you on that one. But this next one, The Rock versus Ken Shamrock <sighs> for the uh, Intercontinental title, absolutely D- loved it. DQ, I and, love and how the whole thing point, happened. And this is when I texted you the other day saying how great of a seller uh, The Rock was. Uh, this was one of those moments that, you know, I, I had in the back of my head when he gets, because he, he, he ended up getting carted off after he tapped to the uh, ankle lock yeah and he's just they announced that he's the champion and he just holds the title up in the air from his stretcher and then gets tossed off of it and beat up some more by ken shamrock yeah ken shamrock worked rocky as a heel was so good man oh he he, he was so good just period everything about him the next one, um, Cactus and Charlie. This was a unique match, which we haven't really seen, I don't think, since, honestly. No, but I, I didn't like it. The dumpster match. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot in I didn't. It was nothing in the ring. There was a lot of chaos outside. It was very hardcore. Cactus Jack, Chainsaw Charlie type match. I love, the, the, New Age I love the end, though, when Chainsaw Charlie is trying to drive the forklift. <laughs> uh, that do, was the best part. I think they win by forklift. He, some, they do win by forklift, and he just starts like yelling at the forklift, <laughs> like nonsensically, and it was amazing. I love, I love the funk. Yeah, good, good stuff with, with Terry Funk there. They they beat the Outlaws for the tag team championship there. They they get it back shortly after this, and then we get the Undertaker versus Kane. This has been Kane had debuted about eight months before or something in '97 yes. at an In Your House. And since then, it had been one. This bad, is one of the best. Bad blood right? in your house. Bad blood. Bad blood. That's right. Against the, in the Hell in a Cell match. This is in this rivalry, which has been one of the better that's, ones. That's ever. Kane. That that's yeah. got to be Kane. This this rivalry lasted for years in different portions. Of course, they come together at different parts, but this one on one here was a very good stuff. It takes so many tombstones to beat Kane, which I think they yes. built. They built up his character so well. I mean, no one kicks out of the tombstone except to for. Me, Kane. Kane is the best character they've ever come up with. Like guys like Stone Cold, The Rock, that was them. Yeah. You know, that was just their natural charisma and personality. Kane was an actual character that they built from the ground up, and it was the best one that they've ever created. I guess other than the Undertaker, him and Undertaker. Yeah, two I, best would say, I would say ever. the Undertaker is the best character, but this is this was a yeah. work off of that because originally the Undertaker was going to be called Kane, the Undertaker. So they they used <laughs> part of that in this, and it's a, he's really a great character. I liked him this way and up until two thousand one type character, and then D Mask King never did it for me. But um, I, I I liked D Mask King just because of how unhinged. He was. He, was, he was crazy, and he did get himself money in the bank and a world championship from that. So there, the there, is, there is good things to be said for sure. Um, and not, it's not a bad match, though. I think they work no. well together. Two big men. You know, they're both athletic but as shit. A, that, yeah, but it's another poor Undertaker. Another match where they just yeah. put him in with a, a big guy, and we'll continue to see that. We'll see that next WrestleMania against the Big Boss Man, which was a terrible, terrible yeah. match. But, but here we come, Bubs. We we yes the. The, the, the main, event. yes, which was Stone Cold Steve Austin going up against Shawn Michaels for the heavyweight championship with Mike Tyson as a special 
outside enforcer, which I'm using air quotes. Okay, good. Because apparently, as an outside enforcer, you can count the one, two, three. Yeah, you're Didn't allowed to be a referee, so that's yeah. unique. But, and uh, this match, in, in the in retrospect, when you think about what Shawn Michaels was going through at this time, he and you could tell he's in so much pain. Yeah, like, you could see it in his face. It. He's almost in tears. But God damn, does he put on a hell of a match with Stone Cold. He does. And the moment that happens of, of actually Austin winning is better than the match. The match could have been a lot better. I think a lot of that goes to Michaels being injured, and they could have they could have worked a lot more stuff into this. I'm not saying it was trash by any means, but the moment was significantly bigger than, than the match itself. And this was an official passing of the torch to make Austin the anti-hero that, is, that he was, the biggest draw in wrestling history. Yeah, and the pop that he gets, not only the pop that he gets when his gla- when the glass breaks, which no matter what, when that glass breaks. When the glass breaks. Whew. Yeah. When he gets the one, two, three, the crowd went absolutely nuts. Uh, they, they wanted Stone Cold. It was the perfect time to put the title finally on him, and uh, it, it worked out perfectly. Like you said, the yeah. match could have been better, but for, for what it was meant to do, it worked perfectly. What I do hate, though, is actually the one, two, three count by Mike Tyson. Can you imagine if it had been Earl Hebner crawling back Ooh. into the ring and doing his God, slow yes. methodical one, two, three, and the crowd it would have been anticipating even better. that three pop? Instead, you get Tyson, you know, is tapping on the mat as hard as he can, one, two, three, as quick as he can. And it, I think that could have just been better played out had, had they allowed, or even taught Mike Tyson how to count the three properly, maybe. But um, Maybe, it, it, maybe it, have it, a uh, two-hour-long class with uh, Earl Hebner and Mike Chioda. Sure, and that would have worked out. <laughs> but <laughs> all in all, it, not, not too bad of a WrestleMania. Um, this is where the by. quality definitely takes up, in my opinion. Right. Uh, so then we get to move on to WrestleMania 15, another big event mm-hmm. here. Um, all in, I mean, we're going to talk about a specific match at the end, which you've already alluded to, being the championship match between Rock and Austin. Yep. But uh, a lot of this card I know you do not like. I do not at all. Uh, and we talked about this yesterday, actually. Uh, you had the you know, Jack- Jacqueline versus Ivory, D'Lo Brown and Test. Uh, beating Draws and Godfather. I think that happened at... Those the, are on Sunday Night Heat. Sunday Night Heat. Yeah. And then the first match is uh, Hardcore Holly beating Billy Gunn and Al Snow in a triple threat hardcore match. Um, not okay. It was an all right match. The, the hardcore title scene hadn't developed yet to, to to its peak when well when Crash was basically running it and that 24-7 rule was in effect. That was good stuff. Um, here, not a whole lot that I really liked. I'm a big fan of all three of these guys. I like what they do, but I don't know. I just wasn't, I really wasn't into it, especially as a leadoff match. And then this next match, Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett, tag team champions. Once again, Mm. Owen Hart and a tag team match. Hated it. Uh, Owen Hart cannot keep himself in a singles match. Like he had one in the year prior to this, but come on, let's, let's get one of the better performers in the singles work here. Come on. And then, uh, and then after that is the basically the brawl for all culmination. Butterbean and Bart Gunn, and then the you had the video package beforehand, and all these trainers talking about how Bart Gunn's going to win. You know he's you know he's ready. He's going to take out this professional boxer yeah. that has the knockout power of an elephant. As you can imagine, that didn't go well at all. 
Nope, it was very short. I didn't like it. I thought it was an irrelevant piece. It was another attempt to maybe draw a little bit more, throw a little something different on the card, but it didn't work out, and I didn't like it. No, and then the next match was uh, to determine who was going to be the special guest referee in the main event between Stone Cold and Rock, and it was Mankind beating Big Show by disqualification. Kind mm. of a not not a good match. Big no, Show loses loses control, gets disqualified, and then Vince comes out uh, to basically bitch out Big Show, who then knocks Vince McMahon silly, yeah. which leads to him being arrested. Right. We do. It, it does come full circle. We get to see Mankind in the end in the main event, but there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing good to watch. I think Man, Mankind takes a choke slam through two chairs. I think in this one. Yes. And uh, yeah, he only really went through one chair. It was it was a messy spot, but ugh. yeah, that was pretty much all for that match. Road Dog uh, defended his Intercontinental Championship against Ken Shamrock, Goldust, and Val Venus in a four corners elimination match. Not a fan. No, the biggest story. Like all of these guys, I like. Yes, the blue meanie, Ryan Shamrock, and Ryan Shamrock was really the biggest storyline here, and it didn't work for me at all. No, I wasn't into it. I wasn't into the. It was like a a love situation, right, between Venus and Shamrock, and Ken Shamrock hated it, and all this shit. (laughs) Oh, the the whole thing was like Ryan Shamrock was like a whore. She was sleeping around with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But but the next match, let's just skip forward. You got Kane and Triple H, two future Hall of Famers. An okay match? Not too bad. You have you have China with Kane. I remember that. Yeah. And, and she that she turns on yeah. Kane to go back with Triple H, which was the crowd popped like it was a face move. It was. It was definitely a heel tactic. Um, it was an okay match though. Could have been a little longer, I thought too. I didn't mind it. No, it was definitely. Uh, better than, you know, one of the better matches Kane put on. Because at this time, he wasn't, you know, a terrific performer. He, he definitely gets better as the years go on. But this, he wasn't there yet at this time. Right. Uh, next match, Sable and Tori. We'll skip that. Okay. Yeah, Sable wins, retains. Uh, then you've got Shane McMahon, who's the European champion, uh, beating X-Pac. Thank God. <laughs> For the European title. I yes. like seeing Shane McMahon in the ring. I like X-Pac in the ring. Uh, maybe the match could have gone a little bit longer, honestly. Um, I liked it. Yeah, Shane's so good. Like He's so, Shane so is natural. so much... Yes. like The business is in him, and he shows it throughout his entire career, really. And he's still putting on really good WrestleMania matches. His match with AJ Styles Seriously. this year, I thought, was the best match of the night. Yeah, the leadoff match was fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, so Shane McMahon wins, you know, not too much to talk about there. Uh, I've already talked about this undertaker, big boss man, hell in a cell where he hangs big boss man at the end. Yeah. Uh, just a, just a bad match with a terrible ending. Just, I would give this, I, I don't know what like Meltzer or whoever gave this match, but I would give it like a half star. This was the first hell in a cell match at a WrestleMania. I think that bears a little bit of significance, but, uh, uh it was, it's terrible. Bossman's big. Bossman's better than this. The Undertaker's better than this. I didn't like it. It's nothing to watch. Some people just just because just because you know you put two guys that are pretty decent in the ring together doesn't mean the chemistry will match up and doesn't mean that they'll put on a good show. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on from that, and then we get uh, one of the better WrestleMania matches 
the first of a trilogy. I love, I love when these two, God, I love when these two wrestle because uh, it's so chaotic. And I, I think I said this the other day. It's just what I love about these two is that it's just so chaotic, mm-hmm. and it's always a no disqualification match between always. these two because neither of them are amazing technical wrestlers, mm-hmm. but their styles are so perfect for the fans because. And this was this was the perfect uh, attitude era match because they just spent the entire time just beating the crap out of each other. This is controlled chaos at its best. It goes out of the ring a whole lot. We get onto the announce tables. The Rock is holding a camera. He's, you know, he, he's he's taping the crowd. He takes a stunner with the camera on his shoulder. He sells the stunner like nobody's business in the ring. The greatest ever to do that. And I mean, this match was only. I think it was. Man, I had the minutes. Damn it, sixteen. 17, Seventeen minutes. Okay, this match. Could, right this, on. this thing could have gone fucking thirty minutes for the way it was going, but um, Austin's going to win here. Rock was such a great heel, uh, great pop for Austin. Really, there's, yes. there's really nothing wrong with this match at all. It's so good. I, I absolutely love the match. Uh, this is one of the better uh, WrestleManias so far that we've gotten yeah. to. Uh, but really, I just want to skip over this next WrestleMania. <laughs> I know you, know you do. You know about WrestleMania 2000. Uh, you, you get such a great main event here at WrestleMania 15. Uh, and then you go into WrestleMania 2000. And uh, there's a couple good matches. But all in all, I'll let you take over from here. <sighs> okay, so this one is, yes, generally perceived to be one of the worst WrestleManias of all time. And it's hard to believe that this could happen in 2000. Right, because right, one of the is, best years in in, is, in WWE. Yeah, this is one of their most powerful years, and uh, the card is really jacked up. Though I mean, there's there's a couple good things on here, but there's only one singles match, and it's an irrelevant one for that matter. But um, everything on here is, I don't know, it's it just didn't seem like a WrestleMania card. I love the triangle ladder match. I know you love that match too. You can't take what the oh, Dudley Boys and the Hardys and Edge and Christian did. One of my favorite matches of all time. Right, and nobody talks about Benoit, Angle, Jericho enough. I think that match is, I mean, it's, a, uh, it's, basically, two, it's basically two matches. It, it is, but it, it's essentially it's two triple threat matches. Uh, but for what those three can do... I know, it could have been... It wasn't... It could have been a 10-star match with those three in the ring. Absolutely. But uh, it, it, it wasn't... I liked, I liked the storyline of it. I liked Angle being dual champion i liked him losing both of those titles um, yeah because it gives you something to then build on afterwards you get mm-hmm. conclusion and closure with with this to carry on into future uh storylines right and then we get you know we get rikishi and kane tagging together against a dx version it's no good but i like the main event i really do i think it was well <sighs> prepared i like the overexposure of the mcmahons it's very i hate it it's I very hate intentional it it's, it's the mcmahons no, it's McMahon I, saying I'm going to stop you right here. Okay. It's too much McMahon. Like this was the uh, Hey, you don't you you watch yourself. Uh, you've got a McMahon in every corner. This is the ultimate show of force by the McMahon by Vince. Like, look, people care only care about us and our family and if we put ourselves all of us in the main event, it'll just draw that much better. Triple H, who's going in as champ, The Rock, have those two go up against each other, have Mick Foley and Big Show have their own match, or just make it a regular fair four-way with maybe just Vince 
coming in to do some shenanigans or Stephanie. And I'm okay, I, I know I'm in the minority of this, so I'll, I'll just leave it where it was. Um, this what we did get out of this was we do get to see Rock and Triple H go one on one at the end of it because they are the last two remaining. And from this point, we wanted Rock and Triple H one on one at WrestleMania, which we still do. So I will stop right there. It's it's like 35 minutes long. Triple H does yeah. win. I like The Rock having the last say. He does get a bunch of rock bottoms in and a, an amazing people's elbow on Stephanie. But I get it. No one likes it. So I'm going to move on to my favorite WrestleMania of all time. And ah. that I think is the greatest WrestleMania of all time, which is WrestleMania 17. Yes, WrestleMania 17 is uh, just an absolute stellar show. From top to bottom, you've got starts off with X Factor beating Steve Blackman and Grandmaster Sexay. You like that? Uh, I didn't like it, but okay. I like Just Incredible. No, me too. Okay. Uh, then I Ooh. thought, for as short as it was, Chris Jericho versus William Regal, Bubs. That was good money. That is that was the actual opening matchup because the original match was uh, taped for house version on or not taped, but uh was on Sunday Night Heat version, the X-Factor match. So this was yeah. the leadoff match, and this was good money. This should have been longer. Absolutely. It was only seven minutes. And William Regal does not get the credit he deserves for being the performer that he was. He is a great performer. And Chris Jericho is a great performer. Uh, you kind of knew Jericho was going to win the title here. Uh, but... Regal being the commissioner, he had a lot of shenanigans, you know, up his was sleeve. Was Regal not champion? Was Jericho champion going in? Jericho was champion going in. Okay, yeah, that's right. And, then, he, and he, he retained. All in all, I thought that was a really good match. Great way to start the show. Get the crowd hot. They love Jericho yeah. at this time. Uh, so it was just a very good way to get the crowd going. Uh, then you had a six-man tag team match, which... Yeah. Really wasn't good, but that clothesline from hell that Bradshaw <sighs> delivers is absolutely uh, the good father got taken out it's, of his boots. His boots. This is a really short match, but we do we get of these things we get a little bit of Bull Buchanan, who I've always liked in the ring, crazy athletic dude, and we get to see Bradshaw and Farouk, one of my favorite tag teams of all time. So I was watching this match in my office, and uh, one of the guys just comes and is watching it with me, and he's watching Bull Buchanan, and he's like, why is that guy, he's too big. What is he doing? How, how is he doing this? He's not too big. He's way too big. Uh, so next, we have a pretty pretty fun hardcore match. This one's fun. Yeah. Kane... Uh, going up against Raven and Big Show. Uh, Raven went in as the Hardcore Champ. And I thought he was going to come out as Hardcore Champ, but Kane gets the win with the... Tosses them off the stage and then walks over and pins, <laughs> pins him. And, the, guy, and the, yes. the count is weird, too, by the referee. <laughs> he, he, throws, he, like, counts on the wall. Yeah, th- this <laughs> one, this one is, is fun and unique. It, it's, uh, it's a hardcore match. This is where the hardcore scene was pretty fun to watch. It, it's a lot of backstage stuff. There's a golf cart involved there's two golf you know, carts okay multiple golf carts they're chasing each other it's a pretty fun little match to watch i i, I like kane winning because he i like him winning in general i think he should win more at wrestlemanias but um not too bad actually yeah and then you have after that eddie guerrero uh against test for the european yeah. championship 
Uh, when they were still the Radicals, you had Eddie Guerrero with Perry Saturn. Uh, really, all of these matches, like, there were some short ones thrown in, but, like, everything just worked. Yeah, Test and Guerrero somehow worked for me. It did. Yeah. Um, even, even though Test got, like, caught up in the ropes for, like, a minute, his, his boot was all stuck <laughs> yes. and shit, and the ref had to help him out. Aside from that, it looked really good, because, I mean, I was a big Test fan, man, and he was definitely at the time you could i think he was being groomed as a guy to push legitimately because those of his size and his uh, athletic ability but eddie guerrero man whew. man just That's just one good. of the best to ever they broke the mold with eddie guerrero yeah not only was that a good one but this next match speaking of breaking the mold uh, here we go again yeah kurt angle and chris benoit which is yeah. a match that'll never get talked about ever when talking about Kurt Angle's greatest WrestleMania matches or just greatest matches in general. Uh, his match with Chris Benoit, where nary a punch was thrown. Right, and, and I thought about that. when you, you, you wrote that to me the other day, and I was like, I can literally picture those two guys not needing to throw a single punch or a forearm or any type of kick and be able to put on a five-star match regardless. They don't need those things in their repertoire. No, and they pulled it off spectacularly. There were a couple strikes, like maybe one or two strikes in total, but the story that they tell with just their wrestling acumen alone is was all awe-inspiring. Yeah, it, it, it's a good one. It's not for any title or anything. It was just that was the rivalry at the time, and it was good. It's almost 15 minutes. So. And, and it was one with a roll, with a pulling of the tights. It keeps both people strong. Yeah, they both put on a hell of a match, and Kurt Angle won by pulling on the tights. So. Not it, you're you're not burying Benoit like people like to say nowadays, but you're keeping both of them strong. It was a great match and and the perfect finish. Which leads us to a, a moment. Not, not there's no it's not a good match, but uh, China yeah. whoops the shit out of Ivory real quick. Yes. Good for her good entrance. I like that as well. She wins the woman's title. We're on to the next where we get Shane McMahon beating it's, up Papa McMahon. Yeah, Shane versus Mister. Awesome. Uh, Shane is a spot machine, man. God, he's so good. That coast to coast that he that mm. he would do was just so good. And he, he can't really pull it off anymore. Right. Uh, he's that, tried. That concussions, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that was Roman just destroying him. Right. The, the, the crowd was into this one. We got a good pop for Linda McMahon stepping up out oh, of the chair. Oh, he's so good. The storytelling was so great mm-hmm. going into that. It was so ludicrous. It Absolutely was a lot of chaos. ludicrous. <laughs> Linda being you, sedated. Yeah, she was tranquilized. Essentially. She was tranquilized. She had, she played. She acted possum the entire match, yeah. and then stood up and just low blowed her man. Yeah, right in the uh, McMahon family grapefruits. Big pop for that. Good win for Shane again. Not very good storytelling though. And you know, and then on to the next. We get another amazing. Uh, yet another match. TLC two. And they give it to Edge and, and Christian once again. I love it. I love them they, being they win every they TLC match. They win everything. Think, yeah. The Dudleys lost the titles here, and this is—it's just chaos, man. There's so much great. There, I mean, it, yeah. The, the Dudleys lose the titles back to back years at WrestleMania in TLC matches. This one was very spot heavy. You can see it. It was intentional that way. But these spots were basically new to all of us who hadn't seen this type of shit yet, and um, some of them were variations off of what had happened in TLC one. But Edge my favorite, my favorite spot of all. I'm pretty sure you were about oh, to go to of that. All time, yeah, I was. My yeah. favorite spot of all time because it involves two of 
two guys that I was solidly behind at this time mm-hmm. was when Jeff is dangling, you know, holding on to the to the titles. He's got his feet on the ladder, and Bubba Ray takes the ladder and they time it perfectly. Waits till Edge gets gets in place, and then Hardy Hardy's feet come out, and mm-hmm. he goes into the spear off the ladder. He did. He took it so well too. It was very. It was almost perfect. And the Edge pops up. I know you love the pop up too. because <laughs> yes. he sells it so well. And his his hair is look crazy. of just like I'm dead. Yeah. What did I do that for? The, this match is near gold. There's so much there. I mean, it, it is. Some people will call it a spot fest, and I'll say there are a lot of spots in it for sure. But uh, it's very, it's very well told though throughout as well. Paul Heyman really selling his t- his ECW guy. I was about to say TNA. Uh, screw Ooh, that. Careful. His ECW guys, you know, definitely talked up the Dudleys. Uh, loved how Jr. just constantly refers to them as the damn Dudleys. Those damn Dudleys. Those damn dastardly Dudleys. <laughs> but yeah, just a phenomenal match. To me, the second best match of the night. Yeah, e- easily. And then we move on to some trash. Yeah, we'll uh, skip over the gimmick we'll skip battle royal. And then uh, we get this. This was Undertaker's first, I think, real matchup since probably Jake the Snake, where he gets someone he can really work with in the ring. I think, and this is yes. Triple H. And, and most of this match takes place out of the ring. It does, and it's a long match too. And it is. This is the Undertaker's only win by normal cover pinfall um, at a WrestleMania. It's a unique thing that I think I found out. He he wins by submission a few times, but he wins by the last ride power bomb on this in this match, and he covers Triple H like a normal cover instead of using the two arm two arms over the chest from the tombstone. So, yeah. So that's unique. Uh, it's a pretty good match, though. Pretty solid stuff. The sledgehammer shot by Triple H <laughs> is epic. I've watched this. I've watched this match a few times throughout the years. Uh, I don't think it was one of the best matches. Uh, and these two definitely put on even better matches later on. But yeah, I definitely think it was good. Mm-hmm. For it was definitely his best match so far. Undertaker's best match at WrestleMania at this time. Yeah, I'd agree. I think so. And Triple H kind of lends it to that because they're able to work better together just because of the size difference. So it, it was pretty good. It was it, it's a watchable match. I'll say that, and it leads us and it's a good. Uh, Secondary main event leading us to the actual main event, oh, main event, which is fucking so gold, good. fucking gold. So good. I couldn't sleep last night just because I just wanted to watch it again. It, it is that damn good. And it, it is a little bit controversial because some people do not like the the turn by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Some people in the crowd actually thought Vince was doing a face turn, but it was not <laughs> that case. It was Austin turning heel. Which didn't work in the end yes. for them, but they tried it, and there was some success from it in the invasion standpoint. So, but this and this match, match is so good. It's so uh, good. It is a couple above. points that I. Oh yeah, I got a couple chuckles in this one, like when uh, uh, Hebner throws the razor down for Rock to Blade. Uh, yeah, it's obvious. That one was good, but yeah, that entire match was just so good. And you get, I think, you get one of Rock's best kickouts here when uh, it's, he kicked it's, out. So many times. He kicked out and after Vincent came in the ring and he got hit with an amazing stunner. And he kicked from it yeah. when, he, when everyone thought, oh, oh, it's over. Well, no. After he got smashed by the chair a few times, too. Yeah. This match is and fucking gold. It is. And this is, like I was telling you a couple days ago, uh, The Rock and Stone Cold really uh, popularized the kick out at two. Yeah. Of your opponent's finisher. Of a, of a finisher, right. And it was so dramatic. 
It was so good. And if you if you use it in a WrestleMania environment, in a big big match environment like that, it it, it holds so much more weight, and you get you know much more excited about it than you would. But yeah, love the match. Fantastic. Yeah, I love the ending. I like the turn. I think it was an aggressive move. It was why not try it to see what happens. There wasn't the success that came that you, that you wanted to come from it, but um, I loved it. I love this entire WrestleMania. So there's that one. Uh, wears me down emotionally. Uh, and then honestly, 18 uh, was kind of a clunker for me. Okay. Um, in general, there's not a lot of stuff that's amazing. There's a couple things in here that I really love, really love. In fact. The greatest crowd reaction to a match ever is in this match or in this card. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, let's 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 just go through some of these matches that I don't have a lot to there, talk about. There really isn't a whole lot, actually. We can skip Undertaker versus Flair. Should have been a lot better than what it was. Um, yeah, I like Rick, DDT uh, versus Christian. Yeah, I mean, I like Art Anderson coming back. Kurt Angle versus Kane wasn't what you wanted it to be. A whole lot of, I mean, good talent once again. Austin Edge versus Scott Booker Hall. T. That yeah. one, uh, Stone. Uh, I know. I could see why Stone Cold would want to leave the company after 2001, yeah, 2002. He, he, just... he wanted the Hogan match, as would anybody. But um, but he, it, he... it wouldn't have worked. I don't think no. that match would have worked. 100% agree like, that it should have been The Rock. You know what? Let's just let's just jump to that match. Right. There's, we can skip over most of this stuff. We don't need to talk about Billy and Chuck getting a win at WrestleMania. No. So the it's not even the main event. It's the third one from the top, actually. It's Rock versus it, it, Hogan. Maybe it should have been the main event because... It, it, it could have worked, but the title, I mean, undisputed title at the time, why not have right. it? But you can move Jazz and Trish Stratus off this yeah. um, and move them up. But it's Rock versus Hogan, right? It's the Icon versus Icon match. Hulk Hogan was still able to work the ring pretty well. Rock was in his absolute prime at the time. And the crowd did not know what the fuck to do with either of these guys because they were both they were supposed to boo hogan Hogan because hogan just tried to kill rock hogan was legitimately healed but people were not buying it because they there was that nostalgic feel of hogan is back we're gonna turn into fanboys because my dad was a fanboy of hogan and this is how it's (laughs) about to be so when you you have a record-breaking crowd of like almost seventy thousand people they they basically turned on the rock in the match it was crazy to see i hate it because i don't like i mean i was all about face rock at this time but, um, there the, were Rocky Sucks chants. There were. They brought back Rocky Sucks. This is. I'm telling you, if you have not seen this match, it's worth just to go back and watch the crowd reaction. Because when Hogan comes out and he starts doing his Hogan flex and stuff like that, the crowd is shaking the cameras that are mounted in the arena. <laughs> so. And, the, and the thing is, why I say this match wouldn't have worked with Stone Cold is because The Rock is a better entertainer than Stone Cold. He is. And this match was... For entertainment purposes. It was. You have two of the best entertainers to ever lace up the boots. And it was just 100% gold. It was. It's a serviceable serviceable match to watch for the back and forth stuff. But Hogan, as we've alluded to, if you heard our first episode, we hate Hulk Hogan in the ring. So there wasn't a lot of that. And The Rock is not one of the best in the ring either. But he's very good. He's but, so um, good. They, they work it. They make both guys look very strong. They do things that they're both capable of doing. Little spots here and there. They use the belt. Um, uh, Hogan hulking up, though. That's the moment when, oh, when it absolutely the, erupts the arena. When Hogan yes. Hogan uh, hulks up on the rock. And it, it's crazy to see. It's, it's an amazing moment. And he hits him with the leg drop. And we get a great Rocky kick out because he kicked out yep. of the leg drop. But uh, He's the best at kicking out. I've said this before on have. this show. Yeah. 
I have said this. He is the best at kicking out. I think in our first ever, our backlash show. Probably. So um, that's the reason to go back and watch this WrestleMania. That's why I love it. Um, I'm not a big fan of the main event. It's Triple H and Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, Could have been so much better, but... It was. You, you know, Jericho was the afterthought in this match, and that really hampered it. Yeah, the re- I mean, this was to get to Triple H. This was to establish him as the undisputed champion moving forward. Match could have been pretty. Could have been better. It wasn't bad though. It's a. It's a. A decent main event match that goes long enough to make it qualify for that. But uh, Rock and Hogan. That's my answer. And then the fallout to this is just right after uh, this match, or right after this WrestleMania, is when the the original brands split happened. McMahon and Ric Flair taking both sides. McMahon took control of SmackDown, which honestly became the best wrestling show on TV at the time. And Ric Flair uh, taking Raw. Yes, uh, which at WrestleMania 19, we have one of the seminal moments of the golden shovel era. Yeah. An an epic shovel moment. And we're actually here. We're culminating for this episode. So let's um, do it. We are here Let's at WrestleMania 19. Uh, some of it's good. There's a lot of again. The, this whole card doesn't mesh well together. There is some pretty good things in here. We're going to pick out Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho is rated as one of the better matches in WrestleMania history, as it should be. Um, but we'll start from the top, uh, I guess. Bubs, little Matt Hardy. Action. Yeah, Matt. Matt, and to me, this was my favorite storyline of the year. Uh, <laughs> Matt Hardy cutting weight to get to the cruiserweight cruiser limit. Was just the best piece of television God. of the year. It was so good. His his this was version Matt one Hardy's one. always been yeah. Matt Hardy's always been a great entertainer, and he has such a great mind for the business and what kind of works. And him working with Shannon Moore was hilarious. Uh, he did end up winning the cruiserweight title and mm-hmm. defeated Rey Mysterio in a pretty short match. It was only five minutes long. Yeah. So. Not a whole lot to talk about there. Just I want to talk about the build up to it. Him making weight <laughs> for cruiserweight was amazing. That's the point. After that, we get yeah. a uh, we get a useless Undertaker uh, handicap match against the Big Once Show in the A Train. Uh, this was Biker Taker. Really good entrance though. He worked the crowd pretty well. It's it's worth skipping. So is the Trish Stratus match. Yeah, um, which lasted longer than the Matt Hardy Rey Mysterio match. Right. Um, we finally get into some good stuff with Triple Threat Tag Action because there's a lot of talent in this Ooh. ring here, Bubs. With Team Angle, Absolutely. they beat the Guerreros and uh, Benoit and Rhino for the Tag Team Championships. Match could have been longer, I thought. There's a lot of good talent here. Yeah, Team Angle was definitely a really good team. Uh, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas worked really well together. Uh, Benjamin, you know, definitely was the uh, better of the two and right. had the better, better singles uh, career. Uh, Los Guerreros are... Always fun to watch. Fun, yeah. Eddie and Chavo work very well together. And Benoit and Rhino. Why okay? not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Throw them in. Another match that didn't get the time that it, it deserved just because the last four matches were huge all names. Lasted, yeah, huge names and all lasted 20 minutes or more. Right. And with starting here, actually, we get Michaels versus yeah. Jericho is next. Very good match. I think it's the is longest it, one on the card, probably. It, it is. It is the longest one on the card, and it's Shawn Michaels' first WrestleMania back from his debilitating back injury. Mm. And he drew Chris Jericho, and why not? They put on a, a stellar match, very good back-and-forth stuff. And Michaels wins. Yeah. Uh, Michaels won, which 
I know. Uh, I hate it. I hate yeah. that we have to say that, but yeah. he should be completely defeated at WrestleManias. But uh, but he always wins like right after. Like yeah. he'll win like when he <laughs> lost to John Cena in the main event and beat him in a sixty-minute match on Raw the next night. It's a, this is a good match to go ahead and watch. The next oh, so, match yeah. is not. This is where I think you wanted to discuss some shovel talk because. Yes, the golden shovel makes its appearance. And as much as I love Triple H and I love debunking some of the things that the internet likes to say, this yeah. was not this something one you can't that. Defend. No, Booker T uh, should have won this match and the World Heavyweight Championship. It was booked so perfectly for Booker T to win this match, and basically Triple H worked face this match. He got the, the piss beat out of him and kicked out of everything. And then hits his finisher on Booker T and gets the one, two, three. The fans were like, they had to think, okay, Booker's about to kick out. Um, he, he's not kicking out. I believe the ref counted to three. Um, I don't think that's supposed to happen. Yeah, it, I didn't like the match at all. It was way too long for how it worked. It never clicked again. I, I wanted them to be better in the ring. This should have been like momentous, I think. This one could have been one of those matches. And the, the, Yeah, this could have... 100% winning. could have been... Yeah, could have been one of those matches that's talked about for ages yeah. uh, with Booker winning, but yeah, it just... Uh, Moving on, though. We're sorry yes. about that. We Next we get, uh, not necessarily a gimmick, but we do get Hogan versus McMahon, Bubs. And, and Hogan's putting on matches now at WrestleMania that are way better than what he was doing before. Significantly better than what he did in the so 90s. So much. His match here with Mr. McMahon was phenomenal. And, and it, it was phenomenal for what it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. They made it a street fight, which takes away the ability for people to be hindered by their limitations, right? So, exactly. So we get 20 minutes of them. You know, They beat the shit out of each other. There was a good amount of blood in this. Um, McMahon could take a beating, dude. <laughs> really good match for what it was. Two just guys that aren't good in the ring. Yep. And especially Hogan at, at his age at this time. But they they do it. They make it work. They do. Because it's just 20 watching. minutes of them beating the piss out of each other. Mm-hmm. And this gets us another, a really good match. This one leads into another really good match. Just the end. This is, this is the final. This, this is, is part three. This is where Austin gives it back to The Rock finally. It's a, a great, way to, great way to go out for Austin, too. This is his last official match um, in any capacity in the WWE. He loses here to The Rock in their third match at WrestleMania, skipping a year in each, 15, 17, and 19. Very good match, Bubs. Took three rock bottoms. Yeah. Uh, it, and this match wasn't even supposed to happen. Uh, well, as in, I say that, it that, that day could have turned out so much differently because for Austin, yeah. Yeah, Austin had to go to the hospital that day. They got two hospitals. And you and you could tell that I mean this one of their three, this is still a very good match. Of their three, this isn't this is their worst one. Not to call it worst uh, by any means. Uh, worst isn't the best the wrong, way this to is say this it. is not their best of the three. Um, no. because Austin Austin was more limited here. Um, due to his, I mean, multiple injuries over his career. But this is still a very good match. You get 18 minutes of them going back and forth, classic Rock Austin action. You get all their signature moves. You get really good kickouts. You get the Rock selling. Rock puts on Austin's vest. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Rock is, Rocky's Hill here. He's, he's Hollywood yes. Rock still. 
So, um, but he was still getting a lot of face reaction because people, you know, didn't want to buy the heel rock. Yeah. Uh, very serviceable match though. Very good to watch. Yeah. Uh, like you said, not the best of their three matches, but definitely one to one worth watching. Uh, it, as usual, it's a controlled chaos kind of match that they have favorite part. And we, I remember us watching this match when we were both in Afghanistan together, mm-hmm. I, I go into your office and we just watch this match. Oh, God. And Those yeah, days. The, rock, the rock with the vest was just my favorite part. Yeah. Super heel. Loved him. He could really piss off the crowd or excite you in any way. Great entertainers. And then finally the main event, we have Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle for the WWE championship. Mm-hmm. And had Angle been counted out or disqualified, he would have lost the title. I'm a little mixed on this one because these two are amazing in the ring individually. They're great um, together here. This match could have been completely five-star, six-star level, but um, there, there wasn't a whole lot of – they seemed to be not meshing together at some times, and the ending was fucked up. But aside from the ending, uh, I like watching this one. I do like watching Brock try the spot that he wasn't supposed to do, uh, which is the yeah, shooting star was, press. Yeah. That spot alone drops this match in my eyes because someone like Brock doesn't need to take that risk. No. And I understand that it would have been a huge moment. Oh, had, had, he, he, had he hit it perfectly? Had oh, he yeah. hit, yes. So it's still a moment that's talked about today because uh, it, it was the quintessential pass, passing of the torch from Kurt Angle to Brock Lesnar. But that spot alone to me takes it from being, you know, it being that five star, four star, four and a half star match to, you know, a little lower on the rating scale. Yeah, it does. The but the beginning of it, the middle of it, there's still a lot of good, a lot of suplexes in this match, as expected. A lot of good technical wrestling between these guys because they're both great amateur wrestlers. Um, but the, the yeah, the ending messed it up a bit. It was forced. To, he, Brock was forced to hit a, like a random five or F five to pin angle. So it didn't culminate the way they wanted. I think. Oh no, you can't say it was trash. So. No, it definitely wasn't trash. And all in all, I thought WrestleMania 19 was, uh, at this point, the second best WrestleMania of all time. Okay. At this point. So there you have it. We are 19 WrestleManias through with more to go. Uh, What, like 14 more to go? 19 down. A little more than halfway, obviously. But uh, some good stuff to come. A lot of good stuff to come, actually, about some good matches. Yeah, next one we're going to be tackling uh, WrestleMania 20 through uh, 27, I believe, uh, okay. which yeah. I am which I am dubbing, or 26, dubbing the Ruthless Aggression slash Cena. Uh, a lot of Cena starting at you know WrestleMania 20. Absolutely. The next WrestleMania. Very, very good talk today. Bubs, Lo- love some of the later WrestleManias. Wish we had more time to talk about them in depth. We're, we're going back and we're watching these through a nostalgia-covered lens. We're, we're not trying to be critical or go in, you know, to you know create a review of these shows. We're just going back to enjoy what WrestleMania is, which is you know the biggest wrestling event of the year. No matter w- what you might think. Uh, you know, there's so many fans out there that that's that are going to say Wrestle Kingdom's the biggest night in wrestling of the year. I personally think is that WrestleMania is the biggest night of the wrestling calendar. It is. It's leagues above Wrestle Kingdom, 
has been. It, Wrestle Kingdom is definitely growing. I do like that. They are becoming much more significant. But uh, they're not at the level of WWE. They haven't been yet. So uh, this one, WrestleMania, should be the biggest event of the year, and we should see the best matches and best storylines come through in those in those events. So this has been our second episode going into the WrestleManias. Uh, today we went through WrestleMania 10 through 19. A uh, lot of content to go through. A lot of talk. You can join in the conversation on Facebook at Collar and Elbow Wrestling. Uh, just search for us. Uh, you'll see. You'll see us there. We're going to be posting once this episode's ready to go, and then you can just start the conversation there. You can also talk with us on Twitter at CAE Wrestling. Uh, both of us, you know, check it regularly. Uh, love hearing from you guys. Love talking to you guys. T- tell us what you think about these WrestleManias. Tell us what your favorite WrestleMania moment of all time is. You can also find us on all the major podcast sites iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Go ahead, download, like it, subscribe to it. As always, we are Collar and Elbow Wrestling. I am Kenny Oak. He is. Chris Harris, and together we can make wrestling great again.